you guys i realize it's not easy charlie the dog and i have to listen to these two jokers every day hey you guys what's going on it's episode number 189 now of the uh, ron and don show he's ron i'm don thanks for stopping by we so appreciate you and we are live from the les schwab studios and they are doing something right now that's so important, isn't it? Yes, yeah, the toy drive. Now, normally in years past, when there's no pandemic, we would do all sorts of events around the Puget Sound area where people can come by and meet everybody, get your picture taken with Santa, you can see some elves, uh, you can just interact with people, maybe get a hot chocolate. This year, obviously, we can't do that, so we need you more than ever. Uh, if you th- think about this, grab an extra toy when you're out shopping for uh, your niece, your nephew, your kids, and then just take it by a Les Schwab. You can find all the locations at leschwab.com slash Ron and Don and then you can get out and hand it to them or one of the team members from Les Schwab will come out and get it. It's very important this year. We just want every child that is not getting a toy to be able to get a toy. Les Schwab keeps all these toys in our local communities and so we really, really appreciate it in advance now through December 17th. All right, hey, coming up on the Run and Don Show, uh, we're going to tell you about the world's deepest pool because this time of year you might want to go for a swim. I'm not going to believe how deep this pool is though. It's incredible. I can't wait to go for a swim in it. It means we'll have to travel, though. Hope we'll be able to do that soon. Also, are you planning a Zoom Thanksgiving? We're planning a Zoom Thanksgiving in my house. There's some suggestions on things you should do, which means I'm going to ignore all the suggestions because none of it sounds like my family. It's it's too nice and it's too civil. <laughs> but what about this? What are all Santa's helpers doing around the country and around the world right now? Because everyone knows this time of year, as Thanksgiving winds down, as we head into Black Friday, typically you head into a mall. And one of the reasons why people go to the mall, they have family in town, they know Santa's there, can go take a picture. And for a lot of these malls are on. This is when they make their money. Ice cream stores, they make their money. Three months during the winter, or three months during the summer, right? And then we fast forward to Christmas. This is when a lot of department stores, this is when they make their money. And having a Santa Claus park nearby uh, is a big part of that. A lot of Santas, though, Santa's helpers. And yeah, we're talking about Santas here, mom and dad. So just giving you a heads up. A lot of Santa's helpers out there. This year, they're saying, hey, I'm going to stay on the sidelines. I'm going to do something virtual. I'm getting up in years. And the last thing that I want to do during a pandemic is take this horrible virus home to my family, to someone I love and care about. So there's a lot of Santa's helpers out there that are trying to get creative as we head towards the holidays. Yeah, there's a couple that I've that I heard about that are, that are, I'm wondering if it'll work. So me as a kid... Uh, with my sister, I, I was you. I was the youngest kid growing up, so my, I had the the sister that's three years older, and then my brother's ten years older. So keeping this all, and again, spoiler alert: in three, two, one, spoiler alert, keeping all this under wraps was very difficult for my mom and dad. 
uh, as, as the youngest. And so I think we only did the mall Santa a couple of times uh, until my sister and my older brother sort of unraveled it for me, probably earlier than most families happen. Uh, and so that was a thing that was difficult for me. But I do have the patented picture on the lap where you're absolutely crying. You're like three years old. You don't know who this strange person is that smells like meat and cheese, uh, to quote Elf. And, you know, you're, you're freaking out a little bit. The ones this year, and tell me if, if your your son would do this. There's one mall that's going to have a wagon or a sleigh that is more than six feet away from Santa. Santa will be on his throne of lies. Then there, there may or may not be like a plexiglass separation. You put the kid in the sleigh. The kid then yells over to Santa, I want the PlayStation 5, whatever it is, the conversation happens. And then the photographer has the zoom lens to try to pull it together. So if you get the right angle, you know, you sort of smooshes it together focal, like uh, photography wise. It's going to appear as if your kid is closer to Santa than he was in real life because the camera is zoomed. Um, that's idea number one. And then the second idea is there, this other mall is building a giant snow globe. Santa's inside the snow globe. Um, we're sitting on the throne with his little, like there's fake snow and all the stuff you'd see in a snow globe, except it's not water. And then your kid comes up to the snow globe and can try to speak through the snow globe yeah. to Santa. These are all horrible ideas. And, and, and this is, this is what we have to do. We got to get on the horn and we got to call, uh, one of the characters that we don't say until spring. And yes, I'm talking about him. The guy that doesn't get a lot of respect. And, and, and no, I am not talking about uh, 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 fairy tales and, and tooth fairies here. I am talking about Peter Cottontail. And if I was Santa, and if I was some of these department stores, I would get on the horn right now and I would talk to Peter Cottontail and say, hey, look, we got a vaccine on the way. How about we flip holidays? Because everybody knows with Santa, there's a lot of touching, weird stuff going on. You're sitting on his lap, sitting on his knee, pull the beard, all that stuff. It's very intimate when it comes to Santa. Now Peter Cottontail, he's just hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity-hoppity, Easter's on its way. Nobody sits on his lap. He doesn't have time to slow down and have any substantive conversations with kids. He's just cooking down the bunny trail, throwing eggs at everybody. And that's what I think we need as we head into the Christmas months here. I think we just do a swap and say, hey, by December, chances are we're not going to be vaccinated. Let's bring Peter Cottontail in here because it's very light touch. It is very light touch with him. And with Santa, it's all touch. And so I say, hey, let, 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 let's do a swap because maybe by the springtime, uh, as the president has said before, maybe this thing has just disappeared or we've all had time to put bleach in our veins and, and, and we've moved on to the other side. The there other, is the, a, one other the, one, though. The other side of the pandemic. There are some the real, real bearded Santa societies are renting out Zoom calls for a fee. So you pay whatever the fee is. I think you choose the, the, the real beard that you want and they will do a one on one Zoom call or one on three, however many kids you have, a one on your kid's Zoom call yeah. for a specified amount of time, that I think would be pretty cool. Well, I feel bad for a lot of these Santa's helpers too, and everybody knows this is not Santa. These are just the helpers. This is the way it was explained to me growing up. For a lot of them, they're up in years. They're on Social Security. Social Security is all that they have. 
And so for some of them, they make somewhere between fifteen and $20,000 this year. They're talking to one of these Santas from the Fraternal Order of Santas. And what he does, he makes about an extra $12,000 a year. He takes that money, he puts it in cash, and then he lives off his Social Security, and then he has that extra $1,000 in cash a month, and that's basically how he makes it through the year. So the fact that they're going to do some of these Zoom calls, I actually think is a great idea. I think kids would love that. I think think my son would love that. And at the same time, I think he'd love Peter Cottontail hopping down the Christmas trail. Hippity-hoppity, Christmas is on its way. See you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's one of our favorite times of year. It is time for the Les Schwab Toy Drive. You know what that means? You stop into any Les Schwab location right here in Western Washington. They have 85 locations to serve. You go to leschwab.com right now to find a location. And then when you pull in, then go ahead and check your brakes, check your tires. Make sure you're ready to go snowboard and skiing over to grandmother's house, whatever it is you're doing. Just make sure you're socially distanced. And... Also, you can stop by Les Schwab Tire Center and drop off a new unwrapped toy. Yeah, from November 30th to December 17th, drop off that new unwrapped toy at any Western Washington Les Schwab. This year, we need you more than ever. You can't do the normal toy drives that would happen all around the area. You got to pull into the parking lot, drop off that toy at the designated drop area, or a crew member will just come out and take it from you for the donation. The folks at Les Schwab will make sure these gifts are given to kids in our community. It's the Les Schwab toy drive happening now. Find the store near you at leschwab.com slash Ron and Don. That's leschwab.com slash Ron and Don. I don't think we'd have this house if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. If you find yourself dreaming about a new home, go from just a dream to the dream team. Schedule your time at ronanddonsitdown.com. This house popped up. As soon as we saw it, Ron and Don were here. <laughs> Don came with Ron. He was incredibly well prepared. There were houses we were interested in. They would go and preview them if we wanted. One time, Ron went and then FaceTimed us as he walked through several houses for us so that we wouldn't have to come over and waste the trip. I was surprised how quickly, especially after meeting with Don, how quickly they kind of zeroed into what I was looking for, and I don't think we would have like found this house or been as successful with another realtor or doing it without, I can't imagine doing it without a realtor. I was just um, so impressed with their professionalism, their competence, their responsiveness, their respectfulness of our process. Ron uh, basically did a check for the areas that I said I was interested in buying. He gave us a whole list of uh, properties that were available. He came with us Sunday morning and we looked at probably five different places. It was a very smooth process. I think that they definitely brought their heart and soul. They did a great job. The market was super hot. We were just such beginners that we didn't know that we would be able to compete. We got so lucky. I don't think we could have gotten this house without Ron and Don. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Follow us on the social media platforms. Just search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill. All right, you guys, welcome back to the uh, Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios. And if you need to reach out to us, just reach out to Ron, ron at windermere.com. We have our brand new seller books, our buyer books, and we'd love to send you one so you can do your homework and then we can sit down together and uh, go on this real estate journey. So congratulations to our client, Lindsay, who just got her keys today. 
for a brand new condo on Mercer Island is awesome. And uh, she's the first time home buyer. Yeah, if you're a first-time home buyer or a 12-time home buyer, anywhere between one and 12, we can help you. 13 or a year out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about 13. So, anyway, a lot of people are planning uh, uh, Thanksgiving Day right now, and I know that some people is very important, and they're like, "Hey, I'm going to be with my family, and I'm going to be with my cousins and my grandma and all that stuff." And I've said everything I wanted to say uh, forever and a day about wearing masks and socially distancing and doing all that stuff. And I think at the end of the day, people are just going to do uh, what they want to do. And I, I don't think getting judgment from me or you or anyone else at this point is super helpful because there's been a lot of judgment uh, going on through this election season. So nonetheless, in, in, in my family, my mom has made a decision. And I talked about this before. She's made a decision to stay home. Uh, that's hard for me as her son to see. I haven't seen her in a year. The last time I hugged her, kissed her was Thanksgiving a year ago. And since that time we tried to connect, but because of COVID, uh, we've been unable to do that. So we hope to do that sometime in 2021. We're still going to connect and, uh, we do something that's kind of lovely. And it's, it's something that we've actually been doing during the whole pandemic is every once in a while, I'll call my mom and I'll say, Hey, what's for dinner? And she'll cook some dinner on her end. We'll cook some dinner on our end. And then my son and I uh, and Charlie the dog will sit down. We'll grab some dinner. We light our family candle. uh, And we'll have a conversation uh, with grandma. I tried to do something before that I want to warn everybody against. Because this is really hard. And I like to think that I can really lead a group and, and have some fun. And so what I decided to do, and I hear a lot of people are doing this on Zoom calls, where you're going to put your whole family on a Zoom call. And what happened in April is my son was having his 10th birthday. He wanted to know if he was going to be alone, if he can invite friends over. And you have to remember, this is time during the pandemic where we just didn't know what this virus can do to children. And uh, we were all incredibly scared. And a lot of us are still incredibly scared. Uh, But for kids, it seems like in some ways this virus... Uh, it doesn't pass over them, but it passes through them is what it looks like. Uh, but they can still carry it to a uh, grandmother and grandfather. And I think that's why we have to be uh, real careful here. What, what I did, I got my whole family on a Zoom call. And anyone that would get on a Zoom call with me, I, I got my mom on a Zoom call. I asked you to be on the Zoom call. This is back when Zoom calls were kind of novel. Yeah, I got my friend Joe it's on exciting. a Zoom call. I got my family, uh, my cousins on a Zoom call, all their kids on a Zoom call. We have so many kids in our family now, and those kids have had kids, and those kids have had kids have had kids. I get a Zoom call. I don't even know who they are. I'm looking at half of my family. I'm like, who the hell are you? I don't, There's I don't a even, lot of people on this call. Yeah, I don't even know who you are, and yet you are on the Zoom call. So I figure. Well, the other thing that's great, and I think this is every family, is one person, like, their camera is tilted 30 degrees and, like, chopping everybody off yeah. at the heads. You got another person where they can't get their camera turned on. Another person whose mic works and then doesn't work. Like, it was, it was, you ran the gamut. Yeah, and you're sitting there and you're judging everyone's background. I sit there, we have calls with Windermere each and every week, and I sit there and I judge people. Every single person I judge on, on the call. And I go through and sometimes I enlarge the call and look at their background. And then I compare my background to theirs. And most of the time I'm like, huh, back, my background's a little nicer than your background. But then when I see someone change their background, I try to up my game a little bit. You have so. a pretty good background. Well, you I, have good light. You have natural light. That's you. what I don't have. I have light coming in from the side. Yeah. It just doesn't look as good. Yeah. Anyway, you, you have a couch and it looks like two people just had sex back hey. there on the couch. That's what it looks like. It looks like a sexual background. 
You got Jimi Hendrix back there, bone chicka bow bow. You got a guitar back there. Wah, 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 wah. That's a good it, point. It looks like two people just got done doing what they you know did what? on the couch. If you want to read into that the way you read into it, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. So nonetheless, uh, on, on the Zoom call, I got a bunch of family members and friends in there. Nobody knew anyone. And then I and then I wanted them to go around and all say happy birthday to my son, but nobody wanted to do what they were told. It was driving me absolutely nuts. And the thing went totally sideways. Nobody was talking to anyone. Nobody was saying thing nice or kind. And and the whole damn thing just fell apart. Well, and also your son didn't know how to respond. Right. So when someone did say something to him, he would, yeah, fine, yeah, good, yeah, yes, yeah. It, there was no. It was like a. a See, he didn't know about Zoom. There was either. no natural flow to this. And usually, you know, on the radio, I'm I'm able to get people to talk, but they say the more guests you add, the harder it can be. And we had like 51 people on a Zoom call. So finally, this is what I did. I appeal, I have a partner, his name is Joe, and I appealed to his ego and I said, you know what? I bet I can get him to do some push-ups. And so he throws off his shirt and and he's like a 57-year-old man and he just starts doing push-ups and pull-ups on the Zoom call. It kind of saved the birthday call. So You can do a lot of push-ups. Yeah, so you have to have some kind of gimmick going in here. They're saying on your Zoom call, keep them short. Uh, keep them really, really short. The more people you get on, the shorter the Zoom call has to be. And for God's sakes, man, you don't want to be the host of this five-ring circus. Have somebody else be the host, and then you can get some zingers in there sideways, like Ron was doing the whole time on our Zoom call. This is not something you want to be in charge of. I was pretty funny, though. I was trying to bring some comic relief to this outing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're best off just having your mom and, 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 and a couple people on in just like three minutes, and then just just just... Just have it, just, it's done. Just, just just have it be over with at that time. So what are you doing on uh, Thanksgiving 2020? I, I actually planned uh, the the Zoom call oh, with did? the family. I'm keeping it small. I, I've done this once before. Uh, my dad has a laptop from probably 1875, like when laptops were first invented. So it took a while to get that the camera working. So I'm hoping he's going to get get in there early uh, and we'll get that thing rolling. It's just going to be a quick around the horn. Like uh, I learned my lesson from your call. It's going to be like, brother, go, sister, go, niece, go, mom, dad, go. We're what done. Do you want, when you say go, though, what do you want him to go? What do you we're want gonna to say? We're just going to say hi. It's just going to be, we just want to see each okay, other's Okay, let's faces. practice. I'll be your dad. Go ahead. Dad, Go. Uh, hi. Mom, go. Uh, hi. Perfect. Okay. Done. Good to see you guys. Have fun. That's Watch the football. Love you. Yeah. Sayonara. Uh, Detroit's Lions still suck. <laughs> right. They, they suck. Lions and Cowboys. Why do you have to watch the Detroit Lions every Thanksgiving? Because they suck. And the Cowboys suck. And everyone that plays on Thursday suck. Wow. A lot of anger. I, I'm tired of bad Thanksgiving football. And, and I'll tell you why. I, you know what? Let's come back on the other side of this. I was going to tell you about a 150-foot uh, pool, but I'll tell you about my worst Thanksgiving ever, the other side. If you have a friend that is ready to start their real estate journey, send them to ronanddunsitdown.com. All right, you guys, before we get out of here, and, and again, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving, a great time with your family as we uh, head into the holidays here in surely 2020, these holidays. It's going to be like no other holidays we've ever experienced, except let me take you on a journey to 2001, okay? 
2001. Not a space Odyssey? Y2K does not happen, which is a huge disappointment to me and to everybody else. I'm living in Arizona at the time. And then from Arizona, we ended up taking a job in Dallas. And then in Dallas, ended up taking a job, do the pre and the post game and halftime with Drew Pearson, Charlie Waters on the Dallas Cowboy uh, radio network, as well as Ron and I are there. We're doing a talk show. Anyway, they tell me, you're going to be on the whole network, all this, this, the CBS radio network, and you're going to be on. You're going to be heard coast to coast around the country and around the world. I'm like, wow, it's kind of a it's kind of a big deal. Armed Forces Radio Network. And like, what do you want deal. me to do? They said there's going to be a big, big surprise, big surprise, big so. And, and this right here had to be my worst Thanksgiving ever. Big, big surprise, but they don't want to tell me about the surprise because they think as a professional broadcaster, I can capture the moment when the surprise is happening. In order to capture the moment, though, you have to know that the surprise is happening before you, understand what the surprise is, so then you can communicate said surprise on the radio dial from left to right on your radio dial. And just as a a primer, we once had a reporter that would just say, wow, look at this. You have to be here. Not great radio. Wow, Ron and Don, you got to see this. We said into a forest fire. It's like, there's so much fire here. You got to see this. You, you, you guys should see this fire. Wow. <laughs> like, that's not yeah. how you're supposed to do it. So, anyway, things are going well. It's halftime, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys are there. They're losing as usual. They're, they're going to go 4-12 and 12 on the season. Uh, but, nonetheless, some performers come out, and then one of your favorite uh, singers comes out. Do you remember who your favorite singer is? I, I believe I'm flashing back on this. I think it was uh, Creed. Yes. If memory serves me Before right. Before he went whack job. Yes. Right. Because I think he's a little wacky. And now. this was, remember, right after 9 11. So this September, October, November, this would be two months after 9 11. Yeah. And the Creed was the, uh, whatever that song is. Yeah. And the thing is, we're all, you know, we're all being very sensitive, uh, I, I think. And you have to be really careful about surprises after 9 11, too. Anyway, they come out, they got their Dallas Cowboy jerseys on, and they're singing a Creed song. And they're right. singing the hell out of this song. I mean, it's like full on five star Creed coming your way. And if you like Creed, the, the song's called Higher. I'm trying to remember well, that. you wouldn't have liked them then because this is in the old Texas Stadium, and it sounded horrible in there. And in the old Texas Stadium, we would sit up way up high. I'm up there with Pat Summerall. I'm sitting next to Pat Summerall on one side. Troy Aikman is on the other side. Troy Aikman had not broken into TV yet. He's the old Dallas Cowboy uh, uh, football player. He played a quarterback for them, still making $10 million a year. He's up there with his cowboy boots on. He's had a few beers. He's drinking beer while he's on the broadcast, and he's, he's eating some popcorn. And for whatever reason, Troy Aikman cannot get the popcorn in his mouth. It's all over his face. It's all over his lap. It's all over me. It's all over everywhere. But he's Troy Aikman. You know, right. I'm Don of the Ron and Don, of the right. Ron and Don Nation, which Troy knew nothing about. But nonetheless, we're having a great time. So, boom, Creed gets done. And now, you take me high, Yeah, so Creed gets done. <laughs> I send it down to the sideline reporter. Her name's Christy. And Christy's down there, and, and she's like, Don, wow, this is incredible. Back up to you. I am seeing something in front of me right now, and I don't know exactly what's happening here. And this is my first Dallas Cowboy third because I was playing on, on, on Thanksgiving. This is my first time doing this, and Christy's been doing this 20 years. So I send it back to her. Oh, she did the double send back. Yeah, she said, and then and we're both trying to figure out what's happening right now because it looks like naked people 
are hanging from the top of, uh, of Texas Stadium. And if you remember Texas Stadium, there was a huge hole in it. Whenever it would snow, which doesn't happen a lot in Dallas, but it would snow down through this hole, it rained down through this hole. Why they put a hole there, I don't know. They said it so God could watch his team play football. Right. Was the reason that the hole was there. So from this hole are a bunch of naked guys like swinging around in Texas Stadium. After 9-11 on a Thursday, and Christy sends it back up to me to explain what's happening. And I'm like, well, this is unusual. Here we are. We're at Texas Stadium. And it it appears on the CBS radio network that there are naked men and now some naked women uh, that are hanging. This was a special surprise we told you about, that are hanging from the top of, of Texas Stadium. And it looks like there's an invasion of naked people. An invasion of naked people coming, and I don't know if there's Al Qaeda. I don't know what's happening here, right? But they are coming from the hole way up top of a, of Texas Stadium. So I send it back to Christy. She sends it to me. I send it to her. She sends it to me. I send it to her because neither of us want to get fired because we know if we get this wrong, uh, we probably won't be there the following year. Which I wasn't. I wasn't there the following year. So I'm sitting there trying to describe it in vivid detail, but I don't know what's going on. And then, how do you say it? I say Cirque du Soleil, right? Cirque and that's, du Soleil. What? Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Right. Whatever you say. Anyway, these naked people are coming down closer and closer to the field. They're swinging all over the place. They're on these big scarves and nets, and they're swinging everywhere. And, and now they're, they're being booed. And I don't know if they're being booed because I'm not explaining this very well. But then the thing is, the people in the stadium, they probably can't understand what I'm saying anyway, even though I'm talking in the stadium and trying to explain what's going on with these naked people on a PA system that was probably built in 1967. Because now they're in a new stadium. I wish I could have described it Plus, in the new stadium. A, a single person that is five foot five yeah. Wearing a skin tight bodysuit that's 180 feet in the air. Yeah. Not that easy to see yeah. when, when you're in the cheap seats. So anyway, they swung all over the place. Uh and and I, th- I think the Creed song is like your eyes wide open. And boy, were our, our eyes wide open. And I have to say, at the end, I don't know exactly what I said, but at the end of it, I feel like I almost had a heart attack. And then and then it was a relief to know that these were not naked people. These were just people that were dressed as naked people. They, they really could have communicated better because the FBI did brief us before this game to say, we have uh, have reasonable intel that yeah. one of the targets is that hole in the top of Texas Stadium. That's true. Where someone would try to fly a small aircraft yeah. through that hole yeah. into uh, the crowd and, uh, and have explosives on there. Yeah. Like, legit, we met with the FBI. So when you see this happening... In the opening in the stadium, without knowing it's Cirque du Soleil, yeah. it was it was an alarming day. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Tiny Tim. That was my Thanksgiving. At least you had a, a cold hot dog and some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to hang out with a little tipsy Troy Aikman. And boy, did he have a lot to say about Emmett Smith. A lot to say. Hey, you guys. He's Ron. I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by. We hope you had a better Thanksgiving during 2020. And don't forget, uh, as we head into 2021, things are really going to get better, you guys. They really are. They will get better in 2021. You keep your head up. You keep your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time for the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey. 
thanks for listening to the Ron and Dawn Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>